All right, we're in Proverbs chapter 4. That's where we're going to start this morning. Last week we began a series of messages from the book of Proverbs, and we got introduced to Proverbs in general and the book of Proverbs in particular last week. And we said that uh, the book of Proverbs is about the art of successful living. Well, if the book of Proverbs is about the art of successful living, this morning we're going to see the secret sauce, the secret sauce of successful living. So let's get started in Proverbs chapter 4, just to get us going. Proverbs 4, verse 1. Hear, O sons, the instruction of a father. Give attention that you may gain understanding. For I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instruction. When I was a son to my father, tender and the only son in the sight of my mother, then he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Acquire wisdom. Acquire understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will guard you. Love her, and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom, and with all your acquiring, get understanding. Prize her, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a garland of grace. She will present you with a crown of beauty. We said last week that uh, the first nine chapters of the book of Proverbs are kind of introductory. And it's a commercial for the rest of the book, the collections of Proverbs. In a lot of the first nine chapters, we have, we have this scene of a father instructing his son or sons or young people. That's what we just read. Here's a father talking to sons or young people, and he's giving that advice. Listen, my father taught me, and now I'm telling you. And verse 5 is really kind of the... The message of the book of Proverbs, acquire wisdom. That's the thrust. That's the main point of Proverbs. You need wisdom. Acquire wisdom. Acquire understanding. You need to desire wisdom. You want to value wisdom. You need to pursue wisdom. You need to acquire wisdom. Get wise, be wise, and live wisely. Now I want to show you something interesting. Hang on to Proverbs Proverbs, chapter 4 and uh, we'll come back, but let's go back to Exodus chapter 30, uh, excuse me, Exodus 35, just to show you something a little odd. In Exodus 35 and verse 26, and all the women whose heart stirred with a skill spun the goat's hair, and rulers brought the onyx stones and the stones for setting for the ephod and the breastplate. Um, and the spice and the oil for the light and the awning oil, the fragrant incense. And then move down to um, verse 30. Verse 30. Moses said to the sons of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding and in knowledge, and in all craftsmanship to make designs for working in gold and silver and bronze, and in the cutting of stones for settings, the carving of wood, as to perform every inventive work. In verse 35, he has filled them with skill to perform every work of an engraver and of a designer and of an embroiderer, blue and purple, scarlet material, fine linen as a weaver, and performs every work of make, and makers of designs. The word skill here, what I want you to see, the word skill in these verses is the word for wisdom. That's just one example, but several times in the Old Testament, especially in the book of Exodus, the word wisdom speaks of skill, a craftsmanship, whether it's seamstresses 
who can who can sew and put together and embroider, or it's metal workers or craftsmen of various sorts. There's a wisdom which speaks of a skill set, a God-giving skill set. So if we can say that wisdom is the art of living successfully or the art of living skillfully, this is the, the art of living skillfully. This is the secret sauce of successful living. So let's take a look at wisdom this morning. The secret sauce of successful living really is wisdom. And if you have your bulletin, there's that listening guide. We start, first of all, with a definition. What is Wisdom. Well, let's say what it's not. <laughs> Sometimes the best way to learn about what it is is to say what it's not. Wisdom is not having a high IQ. It's not a high IQ. Have you ever known someone who is super smart and yet dumb at the same time? You ever known somebody like that? I mean, they are genius level smart. But bless their hearts, they, they don't know how to open the door. I mean, they just genius level, but... Awkward, socially awkward, inept in so many other ways. I mean, they may have this cerebral intelligence, but not, not what psychologists would call it, emotional intelligence. Wisdom is not having a high IQ. Wisdom is not having an advanced education. It's, it's not having a lot of education or a, a formal education. Have you ever known somebody who had, you know, what they call book smarts, but no street smarts? <laughs> you know, they, they've been to school, they got a lot of book learning, but... They don't know how to do anything. They're just inept. You can have a Ph.D. and have no common sense whatsoever. In fact, in our culture today, some of the craziest stuff that's going on in our culture comes right out of academia, our colleges and universities. Really dumb, smart people. <laughs> and you know, it's like what the New Testament says, professing to be wise, they became, they became fools. So it's not about advanced education. It's also not about... Wisdom is not having a head full of information, trivial knowledge, just knowing everything about everything all the time. That's not wisdom. You know, we live in an information explosion, and with our smartphones, you have a world of information at your fingertips, a world of information or, quote, knowledge, facts. It's all right there. Something you want to know, you want to know the molecular, the molecular structure of X, Y, and Z, right there it is. I mean, at our fingertips. Isn't that amazing? Nobody's ever had that before. But that's not wisdom. Having that immediate access to information, even if it's in your own head, that's not wisdom. Think professor on Gilligan's Island. You remember him? He knew everything about everything. That's not wisdom. We live in an information age, but do you see an explosion of wisdom? No, we don't. Well, what is wisdom then? One of my favorite definitions comes from a seminary professor I had way back in the day, Wayne Van Horn. He defined it this way. Wisdom is a general accept, uh, acquaintance, a general acquaintance with the ways, the will, and the word of God. I like that. that. That gets you way down the road. A general acquaintance with the ways of God, with the will of God, through the, will, through the word of God. That's wisdom. Or another good definition of wisdom for our purposes Wisdom is seeing life from God's perspective and living life in God's will. That's wisdom. To see life the way God sees life. To, to look at a problem the way God looks at a problem. To see, to see things through God's eyes and to live in God's will. If we want to call 
uh, you know, if we're going to talk about living successfully, I like Adrian Rogers' definition of success. Success is, is the, the progressive realization of God's will in your life. That's success. That's true success. The progressive realization of God's will in your life. So there's, there's a definition of wisdom. Seeing life from God's perspective and God's will. That's the secret sauce of successful living. Now, let's look at some of the dimensions of wisdom. Let's go back to chapter 1. We read these verses last week, but we're going to camp out here a little bit. In Proverbs chapter 1, in verse 1, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth knowledge and discretion, a wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. To understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Here we have a masterful introduction to the book of Proverbs. Our, our writer is saying, here's, here's what this book is for. Here's what you can, can expect from this collection of Proverbs. So here's this masterful introduction. And in this masterful introduction, our writer uses half a dozen or more terms for wisdom. Not exactly synonyms, but they all kind of, they're, the, they're all in the same field, that same, that same bin, if you will. And, and, and each of these terms kind of shades light on the nature of wisdom. They're facets of the same diamond. And so I want us to look at these different terms. I've kind of hesitated to do this because going through a list of words is tedious and kind of boring. But if we're talking about living skillfully, these are the skills that you need to have to live skillfully. These are life skills. And they, they give us just insight into what this wisdom is, the secret sauce of successful living. Here's, here's what that looks like. So let's take a look. He says, to know wisdom, here are these Proverbs, I'm giving you these Proverbs, so that you can know wisdom, we talked about wisdom, and instruction. And then we have that word instruction again in verse 3, to receive instruction and wise behavior. So the word for instruction here means a, a discipline, a correction, to give a warning. It, it implies teachableness. There's your outline. It, the implication is teachableness. Paul Koptak said this, paired with wisdom, this, this word for instruction, paired with wisdom, it means submitting to instruction in order to reach the goal. Wisdom. Listen to advice and accept instruction, and in the end, you'll be wise. No one is born wise. So it's a teachableness. Have you ever, have you ever known a know-it-all? I mean, they just know everything about everything. And you can't tell them anything about anything. They, I mean, they just already know it all. And they'll argue with you about anything. You make a suggestion, they'll argue with you. I mean, yeah, it didn't matter what you say. You could say, today's Sunday. Well, I don't know about that. You know, isn't it a beautiful day? No, not really. I've seen prettier. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just no matter what you say, they have an answer or they have an argument. And, and you can't tell them anything. Just a know-it-all. Notice what he says in verse 7. Fools, we'll talk about fools later on. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. A fool is not teachable. A fool doesn't want to be told, warned, corrected. 
He already knows it all, can't, can't be told anything. Wisdom is teachable, receives instruction, receives correction, can be taught. That's a life skill. A teachable spirit. That's a lot. If you want to live wisely, skillfully, successfully, have a teachable spirit, willing to receive. And then notice the word discerning. In verse, in verse 2, to discern, here's all these proverbs, so that you can discern the sayings of understanding. Now, the word discern and the word understanding are the same word. So you can discern discernment, or you can understand understandings. And the word there has the idea of between, distinguishing between, choosing between. It's insight. There's your outline. Insight. Being able to see the alternatives or the choices and being able to see which is the better choice, what's the wiser choice, the better choice, what's the right choice. So being able to look at a situation and have insight to see what's not so obvious. Anybody can see the obvious but insight into the non-obvious and to discern, well, we could do this, we could do that, and this would be better than that. Do you think that could ever come in handy in life? Yeah, that's a life skill. Discernment, being able to discern, see between, and rightly choose between. Dr. Van Horn, the one who gave us that definition, wisdom is the general acquaintance with the ways, the will, and the word of God. He points out that understanding in the wisdom literature of the Bible, we talked about that last Sunday, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs, wisdom and understanding, a lot of times they go hand in hand. It's heads and tails of the same coin. If wisdom is a general acquaintance with the ways, the will, and the Word of God, understanding is the application of the ways, the will, and the Word of God. Here's knowing what to do and doing what you know is to do. But again, two sides of the same coin. Let's keep going. So to discern the sayings of understanding, to discern discernment, these Proverbs help you with that. To receive instruction in wise behavior. Wise behavior. The word for wise behavior speaks of, uh, again, a, a prudent life, a, a wisdom or a skill. It's being able to look at a situation, size it up, and know what to do about it. I like that, I like that description. To look at a situation in life, whatever it might be, in your home, family, work, look at a situation, size it up for what it is, and then to know what you ought to do about it. To be able to, to think through a problem with wisdom and practical common sense and respond appropriately. That's wise behavior. Could you see that coming in handy in life? Yeah, that's a great skill to have. Being able to size up a situation for what it really is and know what to do about it. And then there's prudence. So to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity. By the way, wisdom is ethical, by the way. That's not on your outline. That's for free. But notice all this has to do. It all comes from your relationship with God, and it will affect your relationships with people. Everything always does. You can't separate your relationship with other people from your relationship with God. The vertical and the horizontal intersect all the time, every time. So wisdom is ethical, but that's for free. And then in verse 4, here are these proverbs to give prudence to the naive. The word for prudence here has the idea of stripping down, to be naked. In fact, if you go back to Genesis, Adam and Eve were the man and the woman. They were both naked and not ashamed. That's the root word for this word, 
They were both naked and not ashamed. And the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. He was subtle. He was, he was able to see naked. He was able to, to see, through, see through. That's the idea. So prudence is, is to be able to, to see through, to strip down, to get, to get past the, the clutter, to see through the smoke, and let's get down to the real issue. That's, that's prudence. Being able to see through, the, see through the smoke and to avoid the lies and get past the deception or the temptations, and let's get down to the, to the, to the core matter at hand, to strip it down to the bare truth. You think that could come in handy in life? <laughs> yeah, being able to see through and, and understand what you're dealing with. Uh, Tremper Longman said this, Prudence describes one's ability to use reason in context under the fear of God to navigate the problems of life. Prudence carefully considers the situation before rushing in. It implies cool-headedness. He- cool I like that as well. And then he says, to, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth, knowledge and discretion. So we have two more terms. So these Proverbs, as we study the book of Proverbs, they give young people knowledge. The word for knowledge here is just the basic word for knowledge, a very common word for knowledge in, in the Old Testament. And it speaks of a knowledge gained through the senses. Knowledge gained through experience. Some things you know because you lived it. <laughs> there are just some things you know, lessons you have learned because been there, done that. You want me to tell you about it? Because, <laughs> yeah, been there, done that. I learned it, you know, we call it the hard way. Some things you just learn by doing. You learn it not because you read a book or saw a YouTube video. You did it. You lived it. Now you know it because you lived it. Knowledge gained by experience. You know, I, I like the old saying, wisdom comes from experience. And experience is what you get. When you don't have wisdom. <laughs> Think about that for a while. All right. And then there's discretion. To the youth, knowledge and discretion. This is, the, this is to think, to plan, to purpose or devise. It's, it's, it's to, to see a course, chart a course, and follow the course. Or to... to to see a course and make a plan, and then you execute the plan accordingly. That's the idea of, of discretion. That's, that's a good skill, to be able to know what to do and how to get there from here, to plan a course accordingly and then to, to live it out and work it out. These are all just facets of the same diamond called wisdom. All, not exactly synonyms, but all just facets of the same diamond. These are life skills, aren't they? Life skills that will help us. And then he says, a wise man will hear and increase in learning. The word here, learning, is, is kind of the idea of tradition. This is, this is knowledge that has been passed down from generation to generation. Knowledge or tradition that has been passed down from generation to generation. Sometimes you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes you can learn from someone else's experiences. Learn from someone else's mistakes. That's one aspect of wisdom, isn't it? Wisdom is teachable. We saw that. Wisdom learns from someone else's instructions and warnings. Wisdom also learns from its own mistakes. When you make a mistake, okay, 
learn from your mistakes so you don't repeat the mistake. But the best part of wisdom is learning from someone else's mistakes. See what they did, how it worked out for them. Note to self, don't do that. It didn't work out too good for them. Probably won't work out for me either. So learning from someone else's mistakes. You don't always have to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes the old ways are better. People who have gone before have learned some things the hard way. They've learned it by experience. Been there, done that. And they've passed down that body of knowledge to us. And so by, by tradition, by this handed down knowledge, we can be wise and learn from them so we don't have to learn it the hard way. We don't have to reinvent the wheel, so to speak. We can learn it, we can learn it that way. Sometimes newer is not better. Sometimes the old ways are the better ways. And then a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. Wise counsel has the idea of guidance. It's like knowing the ropes, a guide, a guide rope for a ship or for a, for a team. So to, to know the ropes, wise counsel, being able to receive wise counsel or to give wise counsel, knowing the way. And here it balances that, that learning that's been passed down. They're, they balance each other. So you have knowledge that has been passed down from generation to generation, but then sometimes, sometimes new is better. <laughs> Not always, but sometimes new is better. And wisdom is knowing which is which. Maybe the old is better, maybe the new is better. How do you know which is better? Wisdom, being able to see, see between. So these are, again, kind of tedious, a whole lot of words, but all facets of the same diamond. How practical, though. How practical. In your life and in mine, boy, these are skills I could use at home, at work, with friends, with family. These are real skills. Skills that you'll need to live skillfully. It's all part of that living successfully. It's all part of wisdom, the secret sauce of successful living. It all boils down. Paul Coptic said this, Wisdom in its most general meaning is the acquired learning that helps Helps one to know what to do in a given situation. There's wisdom in a nutshell. Knowing what to do. How do I live? How do I see life from God's perspective? How do I live life in God's will? How do I know what to do in a given situation? Wisdom. Wisdom helps you with that. And our writer is promising, here's this book of Proverbs. This will help you. This is, this is what he's promising in, in what's to come. Well, now let's take a look at the worth of wisdom. What's so great about wisdom? Well, let's listen. So we're going to take a little tour. Go to chapter 2 and verse 1. Chapter 2, verse 1. My son, if you will receive my sayings and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver... And search for her as for hidden treasures. Then you'll discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. You seek her as silver. Search for her as for hidden treasures. The next chapter, chapter 3 and verse 14. Chapter three, fourteen. For its profit is better than the... Talking about wisdom. Its profit is better than the profit of silver and its gain than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire compares with her. So wisdom is more precious, more valuable than, than anything else you could desire. Go to chapter 8, another example. Chapter 8 and verse 10. 
chapter 8 and verse 10. Take my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choicest gold. For wisdom is better than jewels and all desirable things cannot compare with wisdom. With wisdom. There's the worth of wisdom. It's more valuable than any treasure. Any treasure, than any desirable thing, anything you would want. Gold or silver or money, precious metals, uh, a big boat or a big house or a big car or whatever it might be. Wisdom is more valuable and more important. Get wisdom. If, if you had reason to believe there was a million dollars buried in your backyard, what would you do? You'd be out there tonight with a shovel and a flashlight. And the backhoe would be on order tomorrow. You'd dig up your yard, wouldn't you? A million dollars in my backyard? I'm going to go find it. Or if you had reason to believe there was a bunch of money buried somewhere in the walls of your house, you'd be remodeling. I mean, you'd give me the sledgehammer. You'd be tearing out walls. You'd be looking for that buried treasure. The writer, our writer is saying, that's how you ought to be with wisdom. To be able to see life from God's perspective and live life in God's will, that's more than money. Money can't buy this. This is worth more than money, more than jewels, more than gold, more than silver, more than any other desirable thing. Get wisdom. A general acquaintance with the ways, will, and word of God. The, the secret sauce of successful living. Well, now let's look at the blessings of wisdom. Again, this is all just a commercial for what's to come. Let's look at the blessings of wisdom. What do you get? If it's so valuable, what do you get with wisdom? What does it do for us? Well, back in, in chapter 1 again, in chapter 1, listen to the uh, New Living Translation of chapter 1. It says there that their purpose, the purpose of the Proverbs, is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them to do what is right, just, and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young, let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. In other words, growth. Here's growth. Where the, the simple, and the simple doesn't mean stupid. The simple just means young, naive, open-minded. They, they just don't know, ignorant in, in a positive sense. They just don't know. So this Proverbs, this source of wisdom, this, this embodiment of this, this wisdom of God, this will... Give the young, naive, and ignorant wisdom and knowledge and discernment. And to those who are wise, it will make them even wiser. So growth. So wherever you are, it's up from here. I mean, there's, there's a growth, uh, an, an enhancement. And then also it gives knowledge and purpose to the young. Another translation, LEB translation, puts it this way uh, in verse 4. To give shrewdness to the simple, knowledge and purpose to the young. May the wise hear and increase learning, and the one who understands gain direction. To give knowledge and purpose to the young. I read articles all the time about how the young people of today, the millennials and those who are younger than the millennials, have no purpose. They have no sense of purpose in life. Why am I even here? And that just makes them even more susceptible to, boy, the narcissism of social media and cultural influences, or... Activism, uh, some weird activist causes, and I, I mean, just it just makes them vulnerable because they have no sense of purpose. Proverbs gives knowledge and purpose to the young. Here's another blessing 
Grace, honor, and beauty. Chapter 4. Chapter 4 and verse 8. Prize her. Prize wisdom, understanding. Prize her. She will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a garland of grace. She will present you with a crown of beauty. This is what wisdom adds to your life. Beauty, grace, honor. That's the whole theme is honor. Honor. You know, if, if you've ever known a wise person, you honor them. I mean, they are respectable. They're honorable. That's a wise person. They're, they're not silly. They're not foolish. They're not self-destructive. They don't cause trouble everywhere they go. They don't break things that don't need to be broken. That's an honorable person. They add value wherever they go. Grace, honor, and beauty. This is what wisdom brings. And then it also brings peace, safety, and protection. More blessings of wisdom. And chapter 1 and verse 33. Chapter 1 and verse 33. He who listens to me shall live securely and shall be at ease from the dread of evil. And evil there is not evil, evil, satanic, demonic evil, but just calamity, bad things that can happen. He who listens to me shall live securely and shall be at ease from the dread of evil. You don't have to be scared. Chapter 2 and verse 12. To deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of right, uh, who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who delight in doing evil and rejoice in the perversity of evil. So, wisdom protects you from these dangerous men. And then in chapter three and verse twenty-four, chapter three and verse twenty-four, when you lie down, when you have wisdom, when you lie down. You will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. What, what's it worth to have a good night's sleep? What's it worth not to lie awake at night and think of all the horrible things that could go wrong? And your mind just goes away and it always goes to dark places in the dark. What's it worth to have a peace of mind, shalom, peace of heart, unafraid, unafraid, unworried. This is what wisdom brings. And then chapter 4 and verse 5. Acquire wisdom, acquire understanding. Don't forget or turn away from the words of my mouth. Don't forsake her and she will guard you. Love her and she will watch over you. Wisdom will guard you. And you keep on reading, you find out that wisdom guards you from devious men, deceptive uh, deceptive men and their schemes and their plots, and it will protect you against temptation, protects you against dangerous women. That's the setting. Here's a man warning his son, son, here's the kind of woman you better watch out for. She will destroy you. you so these destructive influences in the world, the, the, the pitfalls and dangers of life, wisdom will watch over you. It brings peace and safety and protection. And then guidance and discernment. Chapter 2 and verse 9. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity and every good course. Again, just knowing what to do. Knowing what to do. Seeing a situation for what it is. Seeing the choice before you and knowing what you ought to do. Being able to make a plan and do it. Boy, what's that worth? (laughs) That's a life skill. What's that worth? Guidance. Discernment. Being able to face a situation and know what to do about it. And then a long and satisfying life. A long and satisfying life. Listen to the promises. In, in, 
chapter 2, chapter 2 and verse 10. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Pleasantness. And then in chapter 3 and verse 2. Length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. These commandments, these proverbs, this way of life. Length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Move down to verse 13. How blessed is the man who finds wisdom. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied. Here's one lucky dude. How blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For its profit is better than the profit of silver, its gain than fine gold. She's more precious than jewels. Nothing you desire compares with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways. All her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who hold her fast. Those are big promises, aren't they? I mean, that sounds pretty good. Long life, pleasant, happy, riches, honor, all those things that we want. And then chapter 4 and verse 10. Hear, my son, and accept my sayings, and the years of your life may be many or will be many. And then chapter 8, one more. Chapter 8 and verse 16. 8.16. Wisdom is speaking. Wisdom says, By me princes rule and nobles, all who judge rightly. I love those who love me. Again, this is wisdom personified. Wisdom is talking. Wisdom says, I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. We, I think we could just call that the good life. <laughs> the good life, a successful life, a life skillfully lived, a long life, happy life, a life filled with joy, fulfillment, contentment, peace, unafraid, honor, success. That's the good life. I don't know about you, but that's kind of what I want. <laughs> I want some of that. I want that for my children. I want that for my grandchildren. Don't you? If you're like me, sign me up. I'm sold. I've heard enough. You can stop selling me. I've, I've, I've heard. I want that. I want that set of skills. That sounds really helpful in my life. I want to be able to have that skill set. I, I, I can appreciate the value. And now that you've shown me the blessings... Give me some wisdom. I'm sold. So where do I get it? How do I sign up? What's the phone number? I mean, who do I call? Well, what's the source of wisdom? Well, he tells us back in chapter 2. The source of wisdom. Back in chapter 2 and verse 4. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord. We'll talk more about the fear of the Lord another time. And you'll discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. The Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice, and he preserves the way of his godly ones. Ah, the Lord is the source. The Lord gives wisdom. And we saw back in chapter 1, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, the beginning of wisdom. It all starts there, the fear of the Lord. The Lord is the source. In chapter 9 and verse 10, he restates it. In chapter 9 and verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
and the knowledge of the Holy One. Remember, knowledge, knowledge gained by the senses and by experience. The knowledge to know God firsthand, to know Him, not know about Him, to know Him, that's understanding. Wisdom and understanding go hand in hand, two sides of the same coin, the fear of the Lord. The Lord is the source of wisdom. You find it with the Lord. You find it in a right relationship with the Lord. You find it by knowing the Lord. Now, we come to the New Testament and we find out that Jesus is the wisdom of God. We saw that last Sunday. That Jesus is the the wisdom of God. In him are hidden the treasures of knowledge and wisdom. He's the wisdom of God. And we saw in John 14 that to know him, uh, he's the only way that you can know God. No man comes to the Father but by me. And we heard him say in John 17, 3, uh, this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the one true God, in Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. God is the source of wisdom. You gain wisdom by knowing God. The only way you know God is to know Jesus Christ. Or as Jesus would say in John 3, you must be born again. That's how you know God. That's how you find wisdom. It starts with a personal relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, every one of us. We are lost without hope, without God in the world. We are dead in trespasses and sins. And, and yet God loves us. He sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. He died in our place on Calvary's cross. He paid the penalty for our sins. God made him who knew no sin to be made sin for us. And he was buried and he was raised again. And now he offers you and me the gift of eternal life. If you will repent and believe on him, repent and put your faith in Christ, receive by faith his gift of eternal life, he'll forgive your sins and make you a child of God. That's how you know God. That's how you come to know him, by the senses, by experience. That's how you find wisdom. That's how you find life. It's in Jesus Christ. The Lord gives wisdom. Have you been saved? Have you put your faith and trust in Christ? If not, that's your greatest need this morning. That's the beginning of life, the beginning of wisdom. And in a few moments, we're going to have a hymn of decision, and I'll be down here. If you don't know the Lord, I invite you to come this morning and say, you know what, preacher, I need Jesus, or I want to learn more, or tell me more, I want to be saved, and however you like to say it, and we'd love to talk with you privately and pray with you if you'd like to. And you can leave here today a child of God, knowing your sins are forgiven, and heaven is your home. But you say yes to Jesus Christ. That's how it begins. And then also, we ask for wisdom. James tells us this. In James 1.5 in the New Testament, if any of you lacks wisdom, what's wisdom? Seeing life from God's perspective. <laughs> Seeing life from God's perspective. If any of you lacks wisdom, oh, that's me over here. That's me. Let him ask of God who gives liberally and without reproach, gives generously without reproach. He won't fuss at you for asking. Lord, I sure would like some wisdom. What's well, about time you ask for wisdom? He'll give it. When you know him, you're his child, and you can come to your Father in heaven and say, Father, I need wisdom. I want to live skillfully, successfully. I want to see life from your perspective. I want to live life in your will. I want to honor you. And God says, that's what you want? That's what I want. Let's get together. I'll give you wisdom. And he gives generously and without reproach. Acquire wisdom. Acquire understanding. It is the secret sauce (laughs) to successful living. I want to close with a quote. Raymond Norton said this, 
What happens to us if we commit to wisdom? The path of life leads upward for the wise. They leave the grave behind. That's Proverbs 15:24 from an NLT translation. True wisdom is walking further with Jesus than we've ever gone before, further than we've ever dreamed of going. It's not risky. All we leave behind is the grave. All we leave behind is our stupidity and futility and ultimate damnation. But his path is marked by promise every step of the way. Here is his promise to every fool who chooses the way of the cross. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. I like that. Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? If not, I invite you to come this morning and say yes to him. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the book of Proverbs. Lord, we thank you for wisdom and all that it promises in our lives. Lord, we want to see life from your perspective. We want to live life in your will. So God, I pray that we would desire wisdom, that we would pursue wisdom, that we would value wisdom, and that we might acquire wisdom, that we would get wise and be wise and live wisely for our benefit and for your glory. God, I pray for the one who's never been saved and help them to see, hear, and know they need Jesus Christ. They must be born again. And I pray that you'd bring them to the cross even now in this time. Just take charge of this time of decision. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.